Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Neighbors Livecast. I'm Super Dave, aka Mr. Incredible, and with me, as always, is my man, Honey Grain, blunt blowing <laughs> all day long. <laughs> nah, he's a hardworking brother, and I'm so glad to have him with us. Just Mike, what's up, brother? Hey, man, you know what's up. We got family in the building tonight. Hell yeah. <laughs> we got a good show for y'all tonight because this is literally one of my favorite people on the planet. And I feel like I throw that title around sometime, but for real, for real, it's a for real, for real. Like, yeah, yeah. So um, growing up, I don't have any sisters, right? But, um, oh, hold on, I'm sorry. I got to do some admin work in a second. This is the every fucking time. Like, listen, listen. Yeah. I'm I don't have no sisters, but this young lady is the closest that I have to it. Uh, we've pretty much grown up together. Um, she's an awesome young lady. She's a mother, uh, uh, a sister, a wife, a cousin, uh, an uncle in some cases. I don't, we ain't gonna get into that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Set you know, me up, cousin, early name. Barnes, so how you doing? Hey, it's fucked up. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey. hey. I haven't been with y'all in mm -hmm. a long time. I'm glad to be back on with y'all guys. Yeah, I definitely, miss definitely. And I see <laughs> our uh, feminine energy has popped in. The uh the the personification of black girl magic with the velvety smooth voice, the one and only Miss Aisha, how are you? Hey David. You see that the, the radio station joint? <laughs> oh, that shit got to get I your information. She better now. not perfect my smooth. She better not never say my name like that. My wife won't be her ass. But look, so this is what I realized. Do one time, say, hey Michael, you say hey Michael. Don't do that anyway. Yeah, look, he done already threatened you by his wife. Look, I was waiting for it too. But look, so this is what I realized after I, I ain't even realized this till after I invited you, Daphne. It came up on my timeline. The uh the memory. This is the same day. Well, the date of the same day. Uh, I think it was what four years ago that we did the set it off episode on uh getting over the hump with you, Aisha, Off Lady, and Leslie. So this is your oh, your your anniversary of being with us. You back with us, <laughs> and I didn't even know it just came up, and I was like, "How perfect is that?" There, that you will come back and yeah, kick it with us again, and uh, yeah. So uh, welcome, well, man. We got a, we got a lot to talk about, man. Uh, uh, Aisha, how you doing? I'm great, David. You know, um, yeah. You know, Daphne is one of my favorite folks. You know, cancer energy all in the room. You know, right, I, right. I, yeah, we birthed twins, right? Our birthday is right. Day. And you know, uh, Patrice, she's uh, July seventh too. Yeah, yeah. Our other host, hey. Patrice. If she was here, Mike and I would have had to leave. Y'all just took over because that's how. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Look, Mike ain't leaving. <laughs> If I say I am not leaving this room, I'm here now. I'm 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 hunkered down. I ain't going nowhere. But uh, but yeah, man. So it's a lot of stuff I want to talk about before we get into uh, some of the topics. Um, it's a lot going on. A lot of stuff that's been mm -hmm. happening this week. Mike and I were talking. We always have like conversations before the show to uh, go over the topics and things that we've seen going on during the week. So have y'all seen these videos floating? I know you have floating around <laughs> social media. The Hood Olympics, niggas yes. climbing up milk crates. Yes. Where are they getting the crates? Well, look, know. so so Mike was saying the back of 7-Eleven. So if anybody else, I worked for Safeway for a while, right? So I know that they recycle these milk crates. Like you empty them and you send them back to the company, they refill them. So it's only, it's not that many in production, but I know the people who make them was probably seeing these videos and was like, we back in business, baby. You know, because they, <laughs> they you know, cut the machines back on. We got to, you know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but, but I mean, 
Right, right, right. Right. They, I know they're making money right now, but but it's, I mean, the things that we find to do, I mean, like, and people really getting hurt. Like, like I seen some memes, one that had a picture of the milk crate and said, this is going to take out more people than COVID, you know, it's like people getting back surgery and all this stuff. It's, it's, uh, but I mean, listen, funny. my kids go to school over on Willow Road at Kip. Right. We pulled over and watched this. Oh, they doing <laughs> we watched it a, like a whole group of guys stacking up these crates and like trying to wow. run over them. And I'm like, are y'all serious? It's like this crazy. is a real thing? Like y'all really doing this? Hey, hey, Snoop Dogg on Snoop Dogg Instagram, he was like, who is the hood architect that is stacking these crates <laughs> so perfectly so that everyone can run? Whoever's doing that, they need a degree in architecture. They right, right. But it's, it's it looks easy because of how they stack, but it's them things not stable. Mm -mm. They wobbly as a mud. I would, I would. No. I don't know. But it's it's a phase, yeah. you know. It's a phase, so people gonna try to get you know to get on or whatever. I just hope nobody gets seriously hurt, man. I can see some injuries coming. Like, I'm sure there has been. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't post no. Yeah, <laughs> they they, they go straight to the emergency room. They show the doctor the video so he can know where to operate. But uh, <laughs> but they not. <laughs> putting them out there you know so it, it's craziness though um you know it's, it's a lot going on i saw a video uh we talked about this a little bit too the video at the pittsburgh steelers game of the, of the woman who smacked the black guy the white woman yeah. and, and, uh you know it was a lot behind it mike you know the whole story right what happened exactly it was awesome he struck that little stupid <laughs> bitch down struck that cracker motherfucker down and it wasn't it was that wasn't what i was expecting a more right, specific right, synopsis Cause I didn't see the whole video. I just saw the part. So it was beautiful. It was beautiful, Dave. It was a two piece in the left. I know from what I saw. <laughs> anyway, she slapped him first. Yeah, mm. yeah. She slapped him, and Mike, so. Mike was saying that he mushed her first. But I think from what I saw, she she reached up to try to hit him, and he pushed her hand away and was like, "Don't touch right. me." And then she smacked him. So what I was saying to Mike was. You know, the way I was brought up, Daphne, you know, and Aisha, you know, too, the way I was brought up, mm -hmm. you don't, you never put your hands on a woman. You don't he do tried it. not to, though. So that's, if you look at the video, he really tried not to hit her. Well, mm -hmm. he, he, I don't know the way he connected. It looked like he was trying to connect. No, but... I mean, you got to defend yourself. That wasn't but, his no, fault. So, yeah. But so, then, like then, I was then saying. Then instigating and, yeah, defending yourself. And, and that's true. Then so, my thing was, you know, like I said, I was brought up never to hit a woman. But I definitely, in certain circumstances, understand, like, I probably would still wouldn't do it. I, you know, I got enough females around me that can, you know, so, but my question is, like, <laughs> he was definitely, I feel like he was wrong to, to, to hit her the way he did, because it was a female, and yeah. somebody said, oh, well, when you getting jumped, that's it. That wasn't no jump. Come on, man. That was like too. Cause, I mean, cause the dude ain't even do that. The dude took jumped. the two pieces and like laid out. He was gone. He was done. <laughs> He put in the Listen, immediately, but uh, <laughs> I was always taught that when you throw a punch, <laughs> yeah. make it count. And so that's the thing. So. It's like we were talking about it, and um, and so so yeah, that's the question. Like, um, was she wrong to expect not to get hit back, and was he wrong for hitting her? Like, what, what do you think? I'm gonna start with you, uh, Aisha. Um, well, I didn't see the videos in, in its entirety, but if she was the aggressor, then yeah, he was right to defend himself. She should have kept her hands to herself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so you whole... can't assume, you can't assume that, you know, he was raised to not hit women. That's the, that's the whole thing. And yeah, yeah. But I was yeah. going to say the whole fair sex, you know, right. Yeah. Not really. 
you know, that doesn't play a part at all. If you, if you, uh, if somebody slapped you, I'm just saying don't make assumptions. That's all. As a woman, I don't engage men in that capacity because I can't assume that he won't mollywop me because I'm a female. Like, I can't. I knew he was going in a bad direction. So, one of the good things about one of the things about Aisha that's so interesting. Mike, relax. So is that even though she has this non-reasonable addiction, Aisha, she also every now and again she'll throw a word in there to let you know she is she is uh what did I say Geechee? She's from South Carolina. Because Molly Wop. I haven't heard it. I like that word. That's a damn good word. No, it's a great word. It's a great word. I don't know how to get it back in circulation. But that's that back. You said, yeah, yeah. Me, um, I concur with his actions wholeheartedly. I'm a mother of three boys, and I teach my children to hit back. You know what I'm saying? And and you know, everybody doesn't have to agree with me. I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? I'm that they my kids (laughs) so you know what i'm saying i teach my kids i teach my kids and and also you know times are different like little girls ain't little girls no more like (laughs) you know what i'm saying i don't want me no more if i see a video of my son getting completely pummeled by a girl like and and that's 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 the difference though if he getting Mm -hmm. pummeled by a girl if you you know you stop the you know the, at that point it's eliminate the threat it stops somebody from whipping your ass but yeah. if you get smacked in the face it's not different like if a girl smack him i mean he beat her to death you know what i'm saying he could have he could have put her to and sleep like he did her boyfriend that's, that's you know what true. i'm saying yeah yeah and, and, um, yeah, it i think like he, he, back. he showed some restraint when he yeah. you know what i'm saying got her out the way <laughs> but <laughs> got her out she, she should have never been in the way you know what i'm saying your <laughs> man, right there, man do what your man is supposed to be doing like you jumping up there. Once he made contact with her boy, he 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 had a chance to square up for her. He he pushed. He wasn't trying to give her. He pushed her down. Yeah, he pushed her down. Trying to give her to her. She wanted what she got. A little bit she got. That was like reflex. He was. She was lucky. Shit. Yeah, she could have went to sleep. Well, Molly wiped her ass up and down the motherfucking aisle. That's the new word of the day. The new word of the day is Molly. I know a dude, God rest his soul. I know a dude, he's my father, bitch, around around Blaisberg, Macbeth, Newton Street. All right, don't get too specific now. We're not sending nobody to prison. (laughs) But, um, so, so yeah, man, just just a few things that's going on. Uh, I already talked about the, uh, so did y'all hear about the sinkhole in the Third Street Tunnel? The whole bridge fell on Kenilworth. Remember that? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, truck yeah. hit it though. That was stupid. You leave the bridge, uh, your your the back of your truck up and don't know. You know what I'm saying? And he's definitely fired. Yeah, he's and an probably idiot. sued. And some more stuff, you know. So his DOT wasn't even like in like like uh, compliance. It was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So nobody um, died though. That's a blessing. That is yeah. a blessing. That is that is yeah. So um, one one of the biggest news stories that's been floating around, something that I know is is affecting Mike personally, is the um the the announcement that OnlyFans has decided on October first to start banning <laughs> all. <laughs> Explicit content, yeah, pornographic content. 
So in the statement they put out, though, they said that nudity is still acceptable, but only in a non-sexual manner. What's, so, like... <laughs> no fisting. No fisting. No double no. fisting. Ooh, ooh. Wow, I guess you can't actually be having sex. But I mean, if you... You can just it, look like you're getting ready to have sex. No, that's a sexual manner. It can't be a so. But I mean, what? I don't know what the thing is. Only pooting is a question. Oh, yeah. you can only be naked if you're cooking breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the edge. You ever see a chick with like bacon grease uh, burns her stomach? That's what I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I might, but... <laughs> But, uh, but so, uh, because of that story, I looked up some information. They had put some information out about OnlyFans. You know, it's been a lot of people, um, not only because of the pandemic, but especially because of the pandemic, have been moving to that platform as their main forms of income. And so, um, to date, it has uh, OnlyFans has about 2 million content creators. It has about um, 130 million subscribers. 300 of the content creators make at least a million dollars annually. And wow, that's, the, that's that's something to talk about. Yeah, and the percentage of people that make uh, over $50,000 a year is in the tens of thousands. So they're mm. really employing it. So that's why it's become such a big story. Well, because uh, people are, back up, back up, back up. What? The percentage can't be in the tens of thousands. So what's the percentage? Oh, not the well. The number is in the tens of thousands. The percent. Thank you for uh, correcting me. The percentage me. can't that's, be in the. That's, that's, what, you haven't seen. You haven't seen drunk people have a moment of clarity. I'm not drunk. That was my. <laughs> I told you. I, I was, told you. Wait, wait till the end of the show. Wait till the end of the show. I was like moment of clarity, but no, I appreciate that correction. You're right. It's not a percentage. It's the the number of people. That's <laughs> in the Thank you. So, um, but yeah. So, um, OnlyFans is saying they made the. Give them some Scooby snacks. OnlyFans is saying they made that decision based on the credit card companies and the people who process their transactions, Crazy. pressuring them. Because um, a couple of years ago, and I didn't even uh, uh, notice this a couple of years ago, um, MasterCard and Visa dropped Pornhub because of, you know, um, they oh, said you didn't it was accusations of child pornography. <laughs> and so I don't know anybody who pays for it. Like, that's crazy. Why are you paying for it? Well, they have a, a subscription thing on the thing. I mean, I, I don't know personally, that's but I've heard that they have. I don't need that long to finish. But... <laughs> oh, Lord. It's free in seven minutes. What the fuck? Listen. <laughs> You're paying for porn or something. You should kill yourself. Mike is having a moment right now. But anyway, yeah, I just thought that was... Uh, but it's become such a big thing, because like I said, it's become the the um, primary uh, income of a lot of people. And, you yeah. Know, people use it. And I mean, beyond the whole um, argument of whether, of the validity or the moral, you yeah. know, um, question of, you know, um, sexually explicit content, it's become yeah. something that's feeding families and stuff like that. And so, you know... Um, a lot of people are having an issue with their decision to do that. They say that they have a lot of um, a lot of um, content creators now that aren't of a sexual nature. People like Cardi B who release music. There's chefs on there. There's personal trainers who do workout videos. But the lion's share of their income, of their revenue, comes from you know the the sexual content. And so you know, it's, it's, I thought that. So was wait, um, okay. So they're they're removing the sexual content because. Visa is backing out? Well, no. Uh, the, the credit card companies and the companies that process their transactions don't want to be involved with companies that um, produce explicit content because of the... Oh, they uh, don't want no money then. Well, and, and that's the thing. Y'all tripping. Like, 
is it for I mean, sex trafficking? On the yeah, on the flip side of it is you know it's it's lumped in together with child pornography, with sex trafficking, with saying so they want to stay away from the illegal aspect, which you know um it's so we, pornography, so we, especially we internet pornography. Pay cash at the strip club, <laughs> like I mean, I mean, what do you? How do you? How do you decide what content you want to get rid of? You get what I'm saying? Like, how do you decide yeah. what what avenue you want to support? You get what I'm saying? Because yeah, if you so, want to get out of the sex industry, you got to get out of the sex industry altogether. Because I mean, but I think <laughs> at this point, it's not like a blanket decision. Like, so even the credit card companies was like they didn't, you know, make them do it, but they do suggest that they move, you know, away from it. Um, and like they did with Pornhub, they wind up, but that's because with Pornhub, they actually found the accusations of, you know, child pornography and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a big story because a lot of people are doing it. I know uh, Mike's only fan page makes about $36 uh, a week. And um, wow. so, okay. millennium, a millennium, fuck a you millennium. <laughs> So no, I was say, that's a lot of money in a week. <laughs> right, right. Coming in. What is he doing on there now? But, uh, what exactly is happening on there? <laughs> no, but I think ultimately some of these hoes is going to get back on the pole. And that's, and that's another aspect of it, which is the same thing that um, some people were arguing when they shut down. Uh, what was the Craigslist? I mean, not Craigslist. What was it? Black, 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 Black Pay. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were talking about how it gave them a more secure platform. Oh, my. To do with it, yeah, he lost out. Well, he got married now, so it don't matter. But, but, uh, <laughs> but they were saying that those type of platforms gave yeah, them be a quiet. secure place to do the things that they were doing. And without it, now they have to go back to the less secure situations of meetings and you know, uh, putting themselves in positions that could be end up negative for them. So, I mean, that's a whole other aspect of it. You know, I mean, it's just it's, it's just an interesting topic. I thought just because they've been talking about it so much. You know, I mean, all the late night talk show people been talking about it. All the, it's even been on the news a few times. You know, I ain't know. Uh, you know, uh, Internet Home was so popular, but they talking about uh, these three hundred, the top three hundred earners make a million dollars or more. And mm -hmm. I, when I heard that, I stood. I took my shirt off immediately. I was like, Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no. <I didn't. laughs> No, what did you but, do uh, after you took your shirt off, Dave? Uh, nothing. I put it back on. I was, I was embarrassed. That's it. That's it. People don't want to see that. That would be that. Mine would be the non-sexual nudity that they would talk about. Nobody wants to see that. So, hey, listen. <laughs> some strange things happen on there. Hey, I, don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I try to stay away from. Um, that's not I'm a Christian, so um, I'm born again. So I don't. Um, yeah. Okay. But anyway, I'm just, before I get struck by lightning, we're going to get into, um, you know, uh, what I wanted to talk about tonight. And one of the reasons that I asked uh, my, my cousin to join us uh, this evening is because, uh, like I was telling Mike, and like I always say, I try to make this, a, you know, a solution-based show. We try to look at situations and instead of dwelling and harping on uh, problems, uh, try to help people by talking about solutions. Mike's got a solution in this time. It's not a good solution, <laughs> but he says that that's what works for him. But um, just uh, some of the things that I know in life that uh, that Daphne has dealt with, and now you know all of us have dealt with in life, uh, put us in a position to have a, a certain level of perspective, and to maybe be able to help and have some guidance. But I want to start with a little background on one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, uh, uh, Daphne Barnes. So you are the second oldest, the oldest girl of six kids. 
And uh, so can, can we just talk a little bit about from my mom? Up? Yeah, <laughs> from your mom. All from the same yeah, 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 right, right, right. But I may get, but just growing up in a household or in, you know, in the households with, with six siblings, can you talk a little bit about like, um, uh, just what that was like, first of all, and then some of the lessons, some of the things that it taught you? Well, <clears throat> being, being in the position that I'm in, for my family in particular, um, you know, I'm kind of in a leadership role, you know what I'm saying? So it's like when things happen, tragedy or not, you know what I'm saying? I'm usually the first phone call that go out, you know what I'm saying? And um, I get everything in order. And, and it's 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 a difficult position to be in a lot of times just because, you know, you got feelings and, and emotions and things you're going through too. You know what I'm saying? And you got to kind of shoulder that sometimes to, to deal with the actual issue and the things that are going on. You know what I'm saying? And um, being the oldest of that many siblings, it's, it's not easy, but you also get to kind of see them grow and see them, you know, go into their whatever their perspective areas of life are and, and and it's a good thing you know what i'm saying especially when everybody's doing well and everybody's doing what they're supposed to do it ain't all that great when you know you got to check people and kind of reel people back in and right. like get your shit together <laughs> right right yeah yeah and and and, uh, and that does happen so one of the things like um right right <laughs> uh some more than others you know but uh but one of the things um that I've always, uh, that's always interested me about that position. Like, cause you know, my mom was in that same position, the oldest mm-hmm. girl of six kids and exactly what you talked about kind of being, uh, the strength and the backbone and the person like that first call people make. Why do you think that, that, uh, that responsibility tends to fall to the oldest female and some probably more than the oldest male? Um, I think it just def- depends on your family dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, in some families, it's the oldest, whether it be male or female. You know what I'm saying? And then in my family in particular, it's the one that they know is going to get it done. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in our family, that's Aunt Cookie. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? If anything needs to get done, Aunt Cookie going to do it. Right. Um, for our generation, that's me. You know what I'm saying? And they know that, you know, if they call me, I'm going to make sure whatever need to get done gets done. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If somebody yeah. need to be took out, you know, any, nah, hey, like, nah. however, however it got to get done. Come, <laughs> Dave. Huh? Anyway, so I think I know the answer to this question, but who is the strongest person Cause you one of the strongest people I know. Like if somebody asked me to start, it's a list of people. You probably number two on the list uh, of the strongest people. Who's the strongest person you know or have ever known? Uh, my mom. My mom. Yeah, my mom done been through some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she hanging tight. You know, I learned a lot of who I am from her. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. And um, and speaking of that, be, that that ability to to, uh, you know, um, I, I use the term persevere through adversity, you know, um, you, you say you have, uh, developed that well, unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cause it comes from dealing with a lot of adversity, but, um, but where, where would you say it comes from? I mean, um, you know, from, I don't I'm, know, you already man. said it it's... was your mom, but like, where do you know where, like, I don't from? know, you know, I think it's a terrible wording of the question, that... but go ahead. <laughs> 
it's something that just happens. You know what I'm saying? Like being being labeled the strong one is 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 a blessing and a curse. You know what I'm saying? Because people assume that you got it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People assume that you can handle it. People assume that it's it's never too much. It's you know what I'm saying? And and, and it is. You know what I'm saying? It is too much sometimes. And but you know, for me, I, I'm a realist. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it, and it is what it is. Situations are what they are. Like it, you know, if I, if I had it my way, I, I would bring my dad back. But I can't. You know, he's gone. So it, it, there's nothing that I can do to change it. So I got to figure out how I'm going to live my best life in it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that's just what I do. You know, I don't even think about it. Like I've, I've never really sat and thought about how am I going to get through this? How can I, you know what I'm saying? Get this done. Like I just do, I just move. It's like, you know what I'm saying? I, I have to, I don't, I don't right. have a choice. I have children. I have a husband. I have, you know, family that's dependent on me continuing to do what I do you know what I'm saying so it's like I don't really have the the luxury of saying I'm gonna sit down and cry all day today you know what I'm saying I'm I'm sad I'm feeling sad I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm wallowing in sadness for for a year I don't have that luxury you know what I'm saying so I have to get up I have to get you know get my day started every day right right and keep it pushing and, and you talked about um Sometimes when it gets heavy, when it gets to be too much. So what's your, um, in, in those times, like, what's your reset? Like, what do you do to kind of focus yourself? Um, that, like- that's really a new place for me because mm-hmm. I've never really been here in this place that I'm in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, this, this past two years really um, has been something different for all of us i think you know what i'm saying um and and and, you know let alone just the pandemic alone um has been tough on me personally because i'm not a a um sit at home kind of person right right. you know what i'm saying and i'm used to working getting up in the morning getting dressed going into work and you know doing what i do doing my running around when i get off picking up kids dropping off kids you know what i'm saying the whole sports scene has stopped and i got you know i got three sons so it's like that that alone has been a lot on on our household just kind of being in here together with one another we i've learned a lot about myself my children my husband you know the rest (laughs) of my family since we've been kind of confined in here together and then, you know, on top of all that, um, I never lost my best friend before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that was my, you know, my go-to person and my, you know, my outlet for things. And, and you know, I don't have that anymore. And then I never lost my dad before. <laughs> and then turn around and lost my cousin right behind that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's it's been a, a, um, a place for me where, that choice that I said I didn't have, I had to make for my own sanity. You know what I'm saying? And and honestly speaking, when you're dealing with grief, especially grief, like the loss of someone, you need, you got to get help. You got to reach out. Like you cannot shoulder that by yourself. Like you just can't. I tried it. It don't work. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I had to reach out. I had to like really pull people in and really be, somebody that I'm not used to being. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I don't call people and ask for help. Good for you. Right. Good for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's been, you know, it's it's I'm still in the middle of it. I'm still in the in the whirlwind of it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Kind of figuring I'm, it I'm out. Learning things about myself. Like I didn't know I was crazy before now. You didn't I know I was normal. Not. Yeah, no, I thought I was I'm a crazy person for real. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was I'm I'm the crazy one and, and nobody else is crazy. No, that's okay. not true. Everybody's crazy. <laughs> Right. It's Everybody very few sane people in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it's the people that. walking around thinking they sane as, you know. <laughs> yeah, those so I thought I was crazy because, you know, when you when you asked her, you know, what 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 put it in her, what that gave her that drive, that perseverance, I, I apologize because I, I went to one situation and one thought process, and that would be your grandma. So, and that was for me. So. Yeah, you know, that's that's a whole nother, like, she shaped me as a, as a human being. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As a person, she gave me all those little things that make me into this person. You know what I'm saying? Just the the heart that I have, the the care that I have for just human beings in general. You know what I'm saying? I got that from her. Um, my love of family, my loyalty, all of those things came from her. But, um, you know, being strong when you're dealing with something, um, I never really got that from her. She never showed me that. You know what I'm saying? She just was always, I thought she was a superhero. Like, I never seen her go through anything. Like, I never actually visually seen her experience loss and be in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always seen when people pass away, she get everybody together, she handle it, she get them in the ground, she get, you know what I'm saying? And I never really got the opportunity to see her be broken. So, you know, um, my mother, I, I, I'm experiencing that with her right now. My yeah. father was a major, you know, even though they were divorced and, you know, long separated, they were best friends. And and my father was, you know, they loved each other. Yeah. And yeah. to watch my mother, you know, go through that, it's, it's, it's not easy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I was able to kind of draw from her on, you know, how I dealt with that as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to talk about the, um, uh the village aspect of it a little bit just because of the people that you had that you have around you know having your brothers and sisters and your mom and people and you know now your husband like last year you know around that whole time you were going through the process of getting married and um and which yeah you, uh, I literally I got married a week after my father died yeah, I hadn't yeah, married my father yet yeah yeah he was here for your for your wedding and so yeah but I mean um uh, uh, adding that other person, that other, you know, level of confidant and friend and person just to yeah. be close to, um, you know, how much of that helped you in the, in those situations? Um, it was helpful in my dark moments, you know what I'm saying? Because his goal is just to, for me to be happy, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I got I gotta do whatever to make her you know, come out of this. Um, but adding another person into the situation um, and that person not really being equipped to deal with your grief and know how to kind of, um, I, I guess, handle it or handle you when you're in those moments is, is difficult sometimes, which is why I say it's important to really reach out professionally to get that help because, you know, sometimes it, it will be moments where I just wasn't feeling it, you know what I'm saying? And I, yeah. and I, I wasn't able to articulate 
you know, hey, I'm sad about this, that, and the other, and I ain't really feeling all that, or uh, you know, right, like right, into right. it today. And he was ready to go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then he's like, look, snap out of it. I need you to do something. Like, you know what I'm saying? And 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 I understand it, but you know, in times where you're mentally, you you're not all there. It's like you can kind of take that as like insensitivity. And it's like you, you, you know, I'm heart. going through something. Like you get a heart, like, you, get a heart. Yeah, like, you don't forget it. It gets etched in your tablet, your spirit. Now that's you carrying that shit with you. It's like, you know what? Yeah. Man, fuck all of y'all. <laughs> <Fuck> all of <laughs> I, I've like, been there though. Like it's yeah. it's really like, you know, when people say you grieve in stages and, and things like that, you know, I always just kind of was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's real. It's real. Like I I've been extremely depressed i've been extremely angry i've been you know extremely outside of myself at times and just you know wilding and crazy like I, hey look at me like <laughs> i don't look nothing like I, you know, I, heard, I, I heard cut my hair off and dyed my head all kinds of crazy stuff you know i just been, been going crazy though crazy. i mean you know people make changes I mean, all the time for me for me it was i felt like i was in the middle of my crazy you know what i'm saying like okay. literally like it's it's you lose yourself you can lose yourself in grief you can lose yeah. yourself in it all right do do all of you hear uh, an inner voice inside of you talking to you? Like, if uh, there's something inside of you talking to you right I now. I want to mess with you and be like, "Nah, Mike, what the hell are you?" But nah, yeah, no, I mean, no, I think everybody, yeah, you are, yeah. I think everybody. Yes or no? Yes or fucking yeah. no? Look, nobody's that high as as uh, high as that. Is there something inside of you I talking? Have. Yeah, yeah. You understand that there is a science to. Not everybody has that. And I, that blew my motherfucking mind to know that everybody doesn't have an inner thought process, an inner talking to. There is a disconnect for some folks, okay? And so when you come well, across... Well, that, well, yeah, that might be something pathological. Like, I feel like to not have that inner voice... The inner is, monologue, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's probably pathological. I, 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 science hasn't gotten there, but it, it goes. It's on both pathological. It's on both lines because you got motherfuckers who know who are aware of, of all things and they do pathological yeah, they, shit. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so ultimately, pathological is, is that in and of itself. What I'm saying is, there are individuals who don't have an inner thought process, and when you learn that about the people around you, there's not, not thought process. Forgive me. It's not. It's a, it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like there, some of us don't have a conversation within ourselves. Right, there's no introspection. Yeah, I wish it was. I wish it was that it was a real fucking not thing, not even thinking about before you, not even thinking before you speak. More so, a literal dialogue inside of you, deep down, like when when nothing's being said or not, we're all being quiet. Mike's talking inside of you. Something's being said. Whatever the fuck he's talking, some dumb shit. He's stupid. He had whatever. No, ultimately, there's something inside of you being said, and some some folks, it's not. And yeah. that's what's fucking scary because you don't recognize that even your children and your family and your friends, but what you do recognize is the ability to understand and love. You gotta keep pushing, man. You gotta keep pushing. That's all. That's, that's how you know Mike got to the end. So uh, you just gotta keep pushing. But, uh, <laughs> right, right, right. But no, I was just saying, Mike. But... I'm not as high as you think I am, Dave. I think you are. I think you don't Which know you are because show. you're high. Dave, it's all tea, Dave. It's all tea. <laughs> fucking with you. <laughs> Seriously. But no, yeah, man, but definitely, definitely. So, um, yeah, that's how you kind of, kind of deal with them trying to get it back on track. 
from uh, Mike's uh, digression. But uh, <laughs> that was Mike's inner voice that asked us to move Everybody be quiet and listen for it. You go hear it, though. But um, <laughs> but I remember um, you talked about you know um, some of the loss you know or uh, you know all of the loss over the past couple of years that you went through, and I remember a moment when we spoke. Um, right after um, your best friend had passed away, and you talking about um, we talked uh, talked about somebody. I don't remember exactly who it was, but somebody came at you, you know, in a certain type of way, feeling some type of way because you hadn't reached out to them or something like that in that moment. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was telling you uh, that my mom had a similar situation when our grandmother passed away, and it's always going to be people who feel like they're more. You know, um, important. Right, what yeah, you going through. Like, like, yeah, like I can, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and that's why you remember what I told you. You know, fuck them people. They'll be all right. They will be all right. At the end, chest name. Say the fucking chest. Yeah, that. Right. <laughs> like, I'm, look, I'm, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, those people are gonna be all right. You know, uh, don't trip off and stuff like that. Well, <laughs> you know, in the moment, um, just because I was just in a a very weakened place. I allowed that in, but you know me, like you, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not that kind of person. Like, I right, right, right. <laughs> you yeah. lucky you caught me that. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's like, you know, people, I, I'm in a place right now where I'm holding people accountable for how they make me feel. Yeah. And that's, and, an um, important place. that's one of the things that I'm working on for me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, 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 and it's been a long time coming though. You know what I'm saying? And, going through the situations that I've gone through over these past, you know, two years or whatever has kind of brought me to that, you know, head on where I got to face that head on. And, you know, I've got, I've lost a lot of friends and people, you know, that I felt like, you know, I was very close with or that I did a lot for and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and I just felt like, like, dang, you ain't respect me at all as a yeah. friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't respect none of this loyalty I was giving you. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I just kind of was like, oh, oh, well, you don't deserve me. Bye, I'm out. You know what and I'm that, saying? That's the but baseline. I'm at a that's place now where I'm kind of like, you know, like, hey, look, you supposed to be my, my girl. You supposed to be my homie. Like, where you at? I need you right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you got to make people accountable for the place that they want to hold in your life. And, and it's like, you know, having all these frivolous friends and all that stuff, man, I'm down to like two friends. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like real genuine friends. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. good, good friends. Them friends you tell the good, bad, ain't the ugly too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you you got your friends who you, you know, you tell your friends something that happened and you like, girl, you ain't gonna believe what happened and blah, blah, blah. And then you got your good, good friends where you like, girl, let me tell you, look, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. But this one went down. You know what I'm saying? This is what I did. And this what happened in response, you know what I'm saying? And, and and I'm down to like two really, really good friends now that I trust with my with my my physical self, my emotional self, and, and all of those things, you know what I'm saying? And it's like losing my father and losing um Craig and, and Lisa, and you know, that has just kind of it, it woke me up a little bit. Like, you know what I'm saying? You you can't let everybody into your grief you know what i'm saying you can't let everybody into your circle you can't let everybody into your head space and and things like that and i and you know after losing them i just kind of sat in my thoughts and just kind of thought over all the conversations that i had with people and the things that i gave people and jewels and things that you drop on people and it's like 
damn, like some of those people wasn't even really for me. You know what I'm saying? And it, and not that it's wasted because everything is a lesson, but it's like yeah. I, I'm more concerned now about the people that are really for me. You know what I'm saying? I don't waste time on people that, you know, uh, friends with somebody and you stop calling me and you stop, you know what I'm saying? And I can see you. I can see that you're all right. I can see that everything. Like, I'm, I'm not, nah, we're not doing that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm focusing on the people that's focusing on me. The people that put me as somebody important in their life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah, and people make time for the things that they genuinely care about. People make time for what they want. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not important, they people going to show you that you're not important. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's kind of the kind of the baseline. It's like um, you know, not even dwelling on those people who who show you cuz people are going to show you where they want to be cuz you know, people say stuff words you know, uh, you know, sometimes you can trust people's words, but most of the time you can't. You pay attention to their actions. They're going to show you who they are and where they need to be. And once they do, it's cool. Like, I don't even, you know, um, I probably have to work to get to the point where um, I'm, like, uh, holding people accountable necessarily just because it's like, for me, it's like, if you show me, that's cool. If that's where you want to be. But don't be surprised when you're there. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. don't act like you shouldn't be there or you should be further or higher. You know, you show me where you should be. So um, uh, that's one of the things. Just like, you know, and time um, will show you stuff like that. You know, it's uh, and then it has, as I can see, like a lot of stuff that you say is all the lessons, you know, that you pick up through life. And, and it's, um, you know, just being somebody who's known you since you were born, you know, it's dope to see the growth and the maturation and, and, and what you, you know, uh, how much you still learning and how much we learn, you know, uh, uh, together. And at the same time, and stuff, it's, it's just cool to see, you know, the understanding and the, the growth. Um, so what would you say, like, um, a lot has happened in this, in, in this time, like you said, over the last two years. If there was a lesson that you took from all of it? Is there something like, a, a, you know, the culmination of everything? If there was one lesson that you took from um, that? Just being grateful, man. Just being grateful, like, for everything, every moment, every conversation. Like, you never know when it's going to be your last time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just so grateful now just to be alive, first of all. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I I don't have to be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm grateful just to be alive. But I, I take time now and really focus and really, you know what I'm saying, put myself into my conversations that I'm having. I don't have frivolous conversations anymore. I don't call people just to sit on the phone and be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't go hang out and talk about people and all that kind of foolishness. Like, I don't do none of that stuff no more. Like, I I don't have, it's like, you, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so pointless. Like, and and it's like, after losing all these people that are so close to me and just kind of having those moments where I was regretful that I didn't call that person and say what I needed to say, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have a lot of regrets about, you know, things that, I could have said to my dad and I didn't say, and you know what I'm saying? Like, cause it was so unexpected, but right. it has just taught me to just stay, tell people how I really feel and, and, and honestly hold people accountable for how they making me feel. And, and, you know, not just allowing people into my life unnecessarily, you know what I'm saying? Some 
people just come in your life and just be causing problems. Like, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just to give you unnecessary issues and unnecessary conversation and just things like that. That's just, you know, it's just not worth it at the end. And, you know, another thing too, it's like um, losing my best friend and my cousin more so when people your age in your age group and, and people around you start, you know, kind of leaving, it, it puts you in a weird place because it, it, it makes you aware that it's like, you know, our time is coming. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, it and it's like, not, not like, you yeah. know, not the whole, not like your next type thing, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, like you, our time dog. is coming. It <laughs> makes life seem so much shorter you know what i'm saying it's like when you young you just think you got all the time in the world man, to get it man. right you know what i'm saying yeah. and it's like you really don't have all the time in the world to get it right like get it right now like yeah, yeah. yeah you know and and it's funny you say that yeah. because for me i am hedonistic about the pursuit of happiness like hedonistic so i surround people surround myself with people who make me happy i mean that's baseline and, and just thinking about it, like, as far as with grief, you know, for me, grief is either, it either opens you up and makes you that much more sensitive, or it forces you to shut down. Like, there's, those are the two places most people move in. And I know for myself, the losses I've had definitely make me more sensitive. Like, I'm that mm -hmm. much more open to the people who I love. And I take the time to visit. I take the time out to call. You know, I make every day significant because that conversation we're having now we might not have tomorrow you know what uh -huh. i mean like that experience so the energy that i really try to embrace and put around people is either to uplift encourage um entertain you know what i mean like a good story joke whatever um because yeah it, it is so fleeting like life it feels long when you're suffering but it is quick when you're having a good time. So, yeah. That's the bottom. <laughs> that's, that's the baseline right there. Yeah. So and you know my you stance. Ever... I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I think nah. it has worked. I think it has worked that way for me as well. Like, um, I think it has softened me a lot. Mm -hmm. um, just experiencing that grief at that level, just kind of back to back. Um, because I, I like, I'm to, I could be lethal. <laughs> with words you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. and just kind of that bruteness um is is it's not gone <laughs> you know right, yeah, no, no, i tell people yeah, it's, the, it's, yeah the line in me is she sleep severely diminished like you yeah. know what i'm saying i'm i'm very i'm a lot more careful in how i handle people with my words you know what i'm saying because i understand that it's a lasting effect like, you know what I'm saying? People can say, oh, no, I'm all right. It's okay. No, nah, like, it's, you not, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was hurtful. I ain't, you didn't ha I didn't have to say that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm more con conscious of the things that I say now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and just kind of how it rubs people. I'm, I'm more, uh, I'm, I'm a lot more apologetic now because sometimes I'll be like, oh, well, my bad. You know what I'm saying? I ain't mean like that. And now it's more of a let me let me call and let me you know what I'm saying. Look, I I'm sorry if it came off that way. That wasn't my intention. You know what I'm saying. And, and I can't. I have conversations with people now, and I address when I when I make somebody feel a certain way. 
Yeah, yeah, that's healthy. Like, you know. healthy. She got to do all the same. She cold. She was cold. Now she's not so cold. She's all right. No, that's what I should need to. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. That was dope. But uh, <laughs> but um, since we have uh, these two intelligent women here, I feel like I'm pandering by saying that. You guys know you're intelligent. <laughs> anyway, um, I do want to ask you. I we're talking about grief and how people deal with it. Do you and your and of course you know it's no statistics to, but in your opinion. Do you feel like grief hits women and men differently? Um, no. No, yeah. Um, and I say, no. I, but I will say this. I feel like um, men have been conditioned to show us a different response. Right, yeah. I um, yeah. And I think that, you know, when, when, men are suffering through grief you know that the common thing is to just kind of shut down and mm -hmm. pretend like they ain't <laughs> you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah, and just yeah. kind of try to be strong for the family and you know things like that um women to me are just more emotional creatures anyway because we allowed to be they people expect us to cry People expect mm -hmm. us to be, you know what I'm saying, go into depression and, you know, things like that. And it's not really that big of a deal when women do it. Right. But this is one of those things that, you know, society has placed upon us and we just kind of fed into and it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a dangerous yeah. stereotype because, you know, I yeah. mean. But that's another thing, like that you learn with uh, with age and and with um, your, the gaining of wisdom, maturation is is that uh, all that stuff, all those societal norms, really have no bearing on how you yeah, should live your yeah, life. What were you gonna say, Ish? I'm sorry. Well, no, I was just gonna say that uh, with grief, I think it's it's pivotal that you allow yourself like to go through the feelings, like if when you're the loneliness, you know what I mean, like the hurt, the um the just that shift like it's imperative that you go through all of that so that um you can begin the process of getting to what is your new normal you know what i mean because yeah, yeah. you'll never be who you were before the you know the change mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever it is you know what i mean you you'll never be that person again but you now have to discover and learn how to live your life in this new space like the closer the person is to you of course the harder it is you know like people who are extended and further away it's like you haven't talked to them a long time so the missing is different but like when it's your best friend when it's your your family member your child um people who are close to you, your lover it it changes you like forever like you'll never be who you uh -huh. were before that so I, I don't think we do ourselves a service. And like when you're talking about the strong, it's funny that you said that to um, Daphne because I literally was thinking about this in the kitchen. I was like, I don't know how I got the role of being the matriarch in my family. Like I didn't plan to be this person, but here I am in this space. And mm -hmm. it's like, I have to do it. Um, I have to do it with excellence because the people who I'm doing it for, you know, they don't, if, if I've, fall off where are they going to go yeah right yeah, yeah you know what i mean who are yeah, they going to come to so it's like i i make sure i create buffers and spaces for myself so that i can be okay so i can be vulnerable so i can be a mess so that i can have my moments of imperfection in peace and then i can pull it back together and the people who rely on me um get to have that person 
you know, but I definitely build space where, you know, Aisha is off and fucked up and I ain't shit. <laughs> and it's okay, man. You know, um, it's like, <laughs> she said the brown word, but uh, no, uh, but, you know, uh, that's another thing that comes with that maturation is understanding that, you know, um, it's not about uh, adjusting to these situations necessarily as much as it is about learning how to continue to be who you are yes but yeah you know uh better more efficiently and so you know those things and like i definitely agree and i always say you know that's one of the things that you know uh grief and loss uh, uh taught me was how important that process is and how much it's a it's a personal process you know and so everybody deals with it differently but it's so yeah. important that you deal with it that you feel those feelings and and live those it's all a part of that experience uh it's all a part of life and building the character of who you are it's a reason why you're never the same person it's because you're building you know yeah you're yeah that, yeah this, that, is, that this is aisha post so-and-so this yeah, is like yeah, right right after right. xyz exactly. so exactly. when you were so. talking about the person who wanted to talk to daphne and you know she was too you know she's grieving it's like that's that is insensitive it's like I, if i don't speak to you for seven months bro like it is what it is. I don't speak to you for two years. I'm going through this process. Like there is no time limit on how long a person should yeah, process no whatever grief they're going through. Like, I, I think that should, other yeah. people shouldn't put a time limit on it. I think yeah. that you should though. I, and not necessarily a time limit, but like you said, make sure yeah. that the process is working toward getting to that new normal because yeah. that's where people kind of fall off as they wallow in it right and they yes. stay there that's yeah. what i was gonna say dave like you gotta put a time frame on yourself to get back to whatever your new normal is gonna be mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i think that my mistake for me in the beginning was deciding that it was easier to not deal with it period you oh, know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. and i kind of just told myself like okay I'll I'll think about my father later. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Or I'll think lot. about that's Craig a, a later because right now it's yeah. too much to think about, and I'm gonna get swallowed up in this. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of what I told myself to keep pushing. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And it's just like I'll think about them. You know, when when I'm by myself or whatever. And that time mm -hmm. never really comes for you to really sit down and get into it. You know what I'm saying? And right, right. and I had to really take a moment out by myself and get by myself and do that like that ugly cry you know what i'm saying yeah, I, had to, say, yeah. I had to get it out you know what i'm saying i had to yeah. like really sit and and think about grieve yeah you gotta grieve think out, about yeah. all of those moments and times and things that i don't want to forget and you know what i'm saying even our hard times that we had and you know the arguments we had and yeah, the disagreements yeah. and things like that i had to like really sit and get into that because I wasn't able to really move forward productively, just kind of letting that wait. And, and honestly speaking, you never heal. You never oh, heal. No. Like healing from losing someone <laughs> is a myth. Like yeah. it, it's it's, 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 yeah, you just you, you just get better, you just but yeah. around you it. learn. It just, you're, you're never that same whole person. No. Yeah, right. like you learn how to live with that little missing part of you you yes. know what i'm saying yeah and yeah. and that's just kind of what i'm doing right now like i've learned how to live with knowing that my dad is not going to call me every day you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and that you know i know where my father is i can go and see him whenever i want to whenever i choose to but don't 
expect those calls don't wait for that don't you know what i'm saying and it's like once you get into that space where you kind of learn how to productively live and manage even with that hurt that you always gonna carry it's like you you're able to kind of be a productive person in society like you know because it was really shutting me down like it really was because i just chose not to wallow in that and then i was in a difficult space because it's like I lost my dad a week, literally, to the day I got married. So it's like I'm trying to be in the moment of that because I'm sharing that moment with someone else. Mm -hmm. But I'm also trying to, like, not be in that, you know what I'm saying, and losing my dad. So it, it was like I was in a difficult space, and I feel like a lot of it was just me acting for other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I think like just trying to be strong. You know what I'm you saying? Hold, you, hold, you hold together for me. <laughs> you hold together for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. For all of us, because we all—I know, I know—we we were all we at the wedding. When I know we were in your eyes and see your strength. We're like, okay, well, you know, I can exactly. smile too. Like, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I was like, we were all at the wedding, just looking at you, like everybody's yes. talking, like I don't know how she's doing it. It's amazing that she's doing it. She's doing it though. Look, there she goes. She's doing it. I felt it though. I felt <laughs> it like I could feel all eyes was kind of like on me. Like she also was, fucking bride. Was good, it was That's like, part of being the wedding. You the bride. Like, all of hot. My wedding. But it was it was a weird place. Like it was a weird space. Like honestly, now thinking back on it, I, right. I vaguely remember those little moments you know what i'm saying and it's it's unfortunate because it was my wedding you know what i'm saying but a lot of things got missed like we it was just so much stuff like we didn't do that we were supposed to do and it was just like whatever like you know what i'm saying successful all in all all in all you know i i it was beautiful i felt beautiful i felt amazing you know what i'm saying it was it was my day and i i was in it you know what i'm saying but i was also somewhere else too you know what i'm saying i I, I was gonna say i felt like uh it was perfect man i felt like it went you know beautifully everything well it was perfect for me yeah yeah, it was it was it was a a good day and i think it was something um you know that at that moment everybody kind of needed you know what i'm saying uh something Mm -hmm. to look at and smile and be happy about and put their joy into, you know, with everything that was going on, not only, you know, I'm saying the tragic losses and things like that, but also, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. So it was just something to, to kind of rejoice and, and, and feel good about. Oh, so, love. So yes. Love is something to rejoice. And so let's just talk about that a little bit. So uh, being married, because um, so your anniversary is uh, when is your anniversary? October 24th. October 24th. So you're coming up on a year. I don't, I know it's not, well, I'm not going to say I know. I don't know. So I'm going to ask you, what's the biggest difference between um, um, not married Daphne and married Daphne? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I know this is going to seem super crazy and I'm not the most disrespectful person in the world, I swear, but respect, the respect, um, and and that's that's just being honest. Like, um, I have a healthy respect for my husband. I, I really do. And um, a lot of that came along with marriage. Um, I'm just fashioned in that way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where I, I feel like marriage is big. It's, it's big. It's major. And it mm-hmm. should signify a major change in the way your relationship moves. Um, 
my boyfriend is not gonna get what my husband gonna get why <laughs> you know what i'm saying right, why yeah. would i do that yeah. so you know um the the respect that i have for him has has changed you know there is no there's no outside voice um it's only what he said like you know what i'm saying and and that's and that's just being honest you know i can't i don't consider other people's opinions and 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 advice as as heavy as i do my husband's um and that that has been a major change for me because i don't really consider anybody's advice <laughs> for the most part you know what i'm saying um i usually hold myself down and, and do my own thing and, and kind of operate how i want to and um it's been the biggest change but and it's also been the biggest pain in the ass ever <laughs> like you know because it's it's, it's hard trying to not be who you've always been for the better of you and another person. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's hard to do that. And like, and, and a lot of our biggest hurdles are him saying, you know, I get that you used to operating and, and running the show, but you got to move over and let me kind of do my thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And and it's 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 difficult it's a difficult place to be because it's hard to relinquish that that, that control, control. Right. That yeah control. you know yeah. what i'm saying it's, it's hard i've heard Look, people I, say I need definitely a hundred percent and the longer i'm single i'm like lord <laughs> i need for you to it's hard <laughs> like keep a, a softness to me because i <laughs> i that's who i am like i hold i hold it down a hundred percent so it's like if for a man to come along in my life and for me to take direction and be under his dominion, he has to be in my in my eyes more powerful than me. You gotta be that dude. I think, like, you gotta be that and, dude. And, that, and that's a heavy load because I'm I'm a powerful yeah. individual. I think so. at this point, at, at this point, Aisha just needs a good wife, is what you know. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of you, man. No, but uh <laughs> I think but no, I've heard think, people say, oh, what'd you say, Mike? Go ahead. I'm I'm thinking it's a testament to Rob. Oh, I mean, definitely, definitely. Because Finding the right person, you, right? You have to be a worthy leader for anybody to follow you. Yeah, right. If you have a good woman, if you have a good woman who will walk beside you, not even follow you. Like personally, I love you know following her because she's a, a worthy leader, my wife, and yeah. she's very willing for me to uh, lead as well. Actually, mm -hmm. show me. Um, I mean, I'm good being a co-captain, but I just got to know what it's a delicate balance. But it's, it's, yeah, it's very control. easy to cross over and hop in the driver's seat, but he moving a little slow. Like it's like you know what I'm saying. It's like never, and, you know what? It's like don't worry, I got it, I got it. Yeah. But I, I gotta hop in the back seat so I won't even feel the need to put put my hand on the wheel. Right, right, right. Daisy, get your ass in the front. Yeah, we still <laughs> struggle with that. I still grab the wheel from time to time. Like, and I, I was and, going to say, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's it's not. It, you know, honestly speaking, this is all new for me. Like, <laughs> really, and I've always, and it's crazy because I've always been in long term relationships. Like, I've never, you know, what I'm saying, like all my relationships has been like years and years and years. And it's like, but I've always been in kind of like the headmaster's role right. in all of my relationships so it's it's weird it's a weird place for me to kind of be the co-captain versus yeah. you know the captain like i like to run but my are you ship really, are you really, my ship run. are you really huh? ultimately y'all it, 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 it's not nah y'all y'all the captain 
It's just that you know. I don't want. I, don't I mean, it's different, but it's different. Ca- it's different ways of being. You know, um, they run the, if they happy. We, if they happy, the fucking house is happy. Exactly. We all happy. Respectfully. <laughs> Listen, happy wife, happy life. Right, right, right. I believe right. that, but but yeah. I also believe that you know what I'm saying we, we gotta have some space for you know him to be happy and. I think the reason that you don't hear ha- anything about happy husband is because I think women, uh, to a certain they don't extent, don't rhyme with nothing good. <laughs> Stamp. <laughs> no, exactly. But no, but I think women, to a certain she said it doesn't rhyme with anything. But I think that to a certain extent, women have always kind of practiced that. Have all you know? I mean, it's classes on how to be a good wife and you know to treat your man and things like that. And so I don't think that, and and not that women even necessarily need it to a certain extent. I mean, it's it's some women out here that's you know that's lacking definitely in some stuff. But for the most part. You know, I feel like women have, you know, have kind of got that down. They don't need a saying because it's like, no, I know what to do to make. I know how to make this nigga happy. He'll be all right, you know. And uh, <laughs> we but, all uh, think we know. Well, yeah, we yeah. But then know. you learn, like, like you, you think you know, but then you learn, but you make and then you learn, yeah. right? And that's yeah. like, is it is it that dudes don't really make the adjustment? That's why they need saying like niggas got to remind her, hey, nigga, happy wife, happy life. Put that, you know, stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> Get in there and make your wife happy. You know, is. So, but I do want to ask you guys if you feel like, because um, I've heard it said that that um, reluctance to relinquish that uh, amount of control over the situation is what has what makes women struggle in relationships. Is that true? Do you believe that's true? Um, I believe that that is true in certain instances. Um, for me, I think that where we make our mistake is that we don't we don't define where we're strong at in the relationship and lead in those areas. Um, I know for me, I'm, I'm a strong leader, but my husband is as well. And he keeps me grounded financially. That's his area. That's his thing. Like he, you know, he hold that down. Like he makes sure that the money, right. He makes sure that I ain't overspending because I see a nice bag and then rent be fucked up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you know, and he'll be like, nah, put that down. We got rent. So it's like, you know, I, I have to respect his leadership in that area because he he makes sure that that's right. Um, for him, I think, you know, I, as far as the kids and everything are concerned, that's my area. That's that's where I'm strong at. That's where, you know, I make sure all that's ticking. His kids, my kids, like everybody got what they need. It, all the school stuff taken care of. Everybody, you know, got it together. And, that, and that's a weight off of him. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, we kind of balance each other out. He's strong in the areas he's strong in. I'm strong in the areas I'm strong in. I don't cross over into his areas. Don't cross over into mine. And, you know, we 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 making it work. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that, um, that balance is something that also, um, if, once you, if you find it, you're able to find it, it's, uh, it's, it's, I think that's a testament, like Mike was saying, to to finding the right person, to the person that Rob is, and how he balances you, and how he's able to do that, you know, and and, and finding that. So, um, with that, another question. I don't want to feel like I'm just asking the, the ladies a whole bunch of questions, but um, I always, I you know, harp a lot. I have female friends that I talk to about, uh, you know, the relationships and things, and I talk a lot about selection process. You know what I'm saying? And finding that person who, like Mike said, is going to be the leader, you know, that you want to follow. And like all he said. That's so. not what happened. That's not part of the selection process at all, Dave. <laughs> at all. It's not? Trying to find somebody who's going to say, 
Who am I gonna go follow? Him, him. Nobody says that. They bother me that you mean. But shouldn't they though? I mean, well, shouldn't you be looking at the person's ability to lead? Shouldn't that be something that you based on? Well, I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily lead, but I think the compliment of each other's lifestyle, like you know, find a person who your weaknesses are their strengths and vice versa. That way, you can fill in um appropriately without anyone feeling like their voice doesn't have merit like you want right, each right, person right. to add value and have influence in the relationship um in a space where they can thrive because if you are depending on like the whole finance thing you know i'm i'm pretty good about money um i would pray that my spouse is as well but if he is not i would not i would not begrudge him you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be like, you know, nice. why are you this way about money? Like, I'm not going to entrust him with that responsibility if that's not his strong suit. I'll take mm-hmm. I'll take ownership for that. And like, you know, the spaces he knows that I'm not strong in, I wouldn't want him to put that on me. Like, if I was the type of woman who, say, for example, I didn't enjoy cooking. I mean, I do enjoy cooking. I love to cook. But for, there are a lot of men who said, don't mind uh, stepping in. Sidebar, I do like to cook, but no, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Just whatever <laughs> you're like, well. don't force someone to be into a space where they won't flourish and mm-hmm. then get frustrated because they're not exactly. flourishing. It's like, exactly. that's not their right. strength. Rec- recognize the, the um, that they need, especially if you're good at that thing, recognize that they need you, they need that balance. And yeah. that's why you all found each other. Yeah. Like, and you know. And also be okay with the fact that you're, significant other may never want to do what it is that they're not good at you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they're never going to want to do it and you have to be okay with that like okay yeah that that it that that's fine you know i have to this is a space where i am here to support you and the relationship isn't worth me telling you to go to hell because you don't want to wash these dishes it's fine right <laughs> <laughs> Not. And if it is, there's <laughs> a lot more than dishes going on. Dishes yeah, it's a lot more than dishes right, happening. Right, right. It. But um, but so Daphne, um, how how old is um your oldest son, Darius? He'll be 16 in October. Sixty. You have a 16 year old person that's that, six four. That's six four. Yeah. Can't play a lick of basketball. No, I'm just playing. No, <laughs> <laughs> no my baby can play. Don't do my baby like that. I know, I know. But um, so that's another, you know, um, uh, interesting thing to see, uh, in the process of your maturation is is motherhood. Is how you handled it. Is how it started for you. So, um, through that process, um, what's uh, what's some of the biggest things that you've learned as a mother? Like that motherhood has taught you. Um, patience, patience is the biggest thing because like, I'm, I'm, I'm impatient. I'm an impatient person in general. You know what I'm saying? Not even just at home with my kids, just everywhere. I'm impatient. Um, but my children kind of like pause me sometimes. And now where that pause leads to. <laughs> it's up to them <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but um you know they give me pause sometimes and it's like you know as a mother like it, I, I don't man it's like even this process now has that i'm going through has changed as a mother as well mm. um um you know i'm i'm a brute force you know what i'm saying a lot of times and it's like my kids are the the um 
recipients of everything that I am. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's like, you know, my kids are with me when no one else is. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm angry, when I'm upset, they get all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I've had to kind of refine myself in certain moments and just kind of back up and be like, you know, let me deal with you when I get myself together. Right, or let me right. go in your room, have a seat. Let me get, you know, get my life together and then I'll come deal with whatever we got going on. You know what I'm saying? And it, and, and it's it has, where I would smack a kid <laughs> before now, I beat my kids. Everybody, please understand. <laughs> I'm that kind of mother. I will be my child wherever. <laughs> but spanking, you, know, you say beat, that's it's a negative connotation with the term beat. Listen, ass. I don't care about none of that. I don't care about none of that. <laughs> I, I beat my kids' ass when they need their ass beat. And it's just that simple. You know what I'm saying? You don't like it, come get them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come get them. And you cannot beat them at your house to see how that work out. <laughs> 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 you know, I said, nah, I beat my kid's ass. My 16-year-old, he could get it too. I give him fists now. You know what I'm saying? Like, he then can't do that belt thing. He, I got to punch him. <laughs> I go to his body. Yeah, and, and he, he like that. The, but, views you know, and, uh, the views and opinions expressed are not those of... Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I had to do oh, the disclaimer. I thought it was just me. Listen, <laughs> please understand... I'm not the type of person that is kind and friendly to people telling me how to parent my kids. Oh, yeah, no, I ain't I'm not the type of person that cares about your opinion when it comes to how I parent my kids. Uh, that is not who I am as a person. So don't be surprised if I tell you to mind your damn business because <laughs> that's how I get down with my kids. But yeah. you know uh, how I work with my kids is what works for us here in my house. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm not abusive in any way. It, I, Thank you my for putting that out there. I appreciate that. More. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, they, you know, they, they young. I'm raising young men in a world that ain't really built for them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And mm-hmm. and I have to. At least I feel like I have to instill certain certain things into my children, and um, you know how I go about doing that is just how I. It was what, it's what I know. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Um, I don't feel like I was abused. I got my ass whooped when I was a kid, right. and and it and, you know it prevented me from doing some things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and you know, like I said, I, I don't believe in abusing children and things like that. I don't believe that children should be hit for everything. Um, I'm not that type of person. I feel like it it kind of fuels that anger that we see in some of our kids, that abusiveness that you know some people engage in with their kids. Um, that's not who I am, but yeah. um, I am a disciplinarian, and I, and you will respect me in my house. And it's it's just that simple. Yeah, yeah, understood. So you so you have three sons, and which one is your favorite? I'm just messing with you. <laughs> uh, my youngest. I was joking. You're not People supposed to have a favorite. They don't don't have do that. A favorite child don't. are lying. They're lying. You have one that you're closer <laughs> to, but ain't nobody. It's not no favorite. You're not supposed to have a favorite <laughs> That's baby. Some bullshit. Everybody has a favorite child. My youngest is my baby. I love him. Everything he do makes me happy. <laughs> I my wasn't expecting that answer. If I was 16, I wouldn't like my oldest child. He's annoying. He aggravates me. <laughs> he does stuff that's just I love the stupidest. It. I love it. I love it. 
Isn't that what being 16 is about, <laughs> though? Especially for yeah. boys. Like, being 16 is, is a stupid Oh, yeah, age. my kid's stupid. Like, he's a stupid kid. Like, like he, some of the he dumbest does stuff. dumbest stuff yeah. I've ever seen yeah, in like, my life. Like, I question my parents sometimes. Like, <laughs> I, like, I'm, I, like, I have had moments where I was like, I'm going to just take me out and start over from the top because I messed up somewhere. Like, <laughs> this kid is crazy. But, yeah, you know, my, they they kids, and, you know, I was stupid when I was 16, and, you know, I expected that he would be stupid. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. He has improved me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they say it's he's a smart, No, no, seriously, though, he, he's a smart kid. Um, He, you know, but he just, raising kids in the city, man, it's just such a different experience now. Like, it's so scary. And it's just yeah, like he's yeah. so unaware. And it's like, son, you don't see what's happening around you. Like, he's so unaware. And that's probably my fault because I, I shelter my kids to a certain extent. But it's like... I think we, we blame know, ourselves, though. Right? Like, you blame yourself, but it's it's more like what's around them. Like, uh, I, I was watching something that said, you know, it's kids that, that um, don't know a world that didn't have a 9-11, that didn't have a, you know, uh, huh? these things that we've gone through and lived through and were able to have a childhood before this happened and it was less restricted and it was less, you know, um, uh, just, just a lot of the drama and stuff that's going on and less, you know, uh, politically fueled uh, things that trickle down like the, like the guns in our neighborhood and stuff like that that caused traumatic situations for us that for us it's like, oh my God, I can't believe this is the worst thing, but they're living in it and so building a certain level of, of uh, you know, a certain uh, um, uh, 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 sensitiveness to it. I mean, like, uh, you know, it's desensitizing them to it is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so, uh, prime example, Dave, the young the young man that got killed in front of the school, the young, the 15-year-old that they snapped. Yeah, that was the school was that, that like your, your kids go to, right? Yeah, that, you know, my son, my, my two oldest sons go to Kip, you know, um, and it was a like it was the scariest moment of my life you know what i'm saying and it's just like 15 and i i know my child is 15 i know how my child operate and think and move out here you know what i'm saying um from what he shows me yeah because you never really know you know what i'm saying but my son thank god was home that day so Mm -hmm. i didn't have to worry about if it was my child or not you know what i'm saying but it it was like the scariest moment in the world for me. And it was just like, yo, like that could have been my child. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, as a parent to think about sending your child to school in the morning and your child never come back home. Like yeah. that is, that is a horrifying thought for me as right. a, as a mother, you Definitely. know what I'm saying? Definitely. So it's like, I went to my son and I'm like, you know, I need to make sure that you're safe. I need you calling me. I need you. To, and my son, like, what? What are you talking about? Like, chill out. But like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, nah. Ain't like, no what chill do you out. Mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. they getting killed and stabbed in front of the school. Like, what is wrong with you? And he like, mom, you nobody deal with me. I'm alright. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, and I'm just know. like, yeah. So I I talk about you know uh, this a lot. You know, I've talked about it with Mike and when Patrice is here and any of the guests that have kids, I always ask them like, it's so much is so much like and i don't even think you know um you know we as kids dealt with as much like i've dealt with like shootings and stuff you know i went to eastern so it was stuff popping but like with the you know the 
pandemic and the whole while that was going on there was this whole um you know movement with police brutality and the riots and the and caused by us seeing almost nightly police officers murdering black kids for no reason you know or or for little reason or for no reason at all and so as a parent of sons mostly but with the village that you have like what kind of conversations uh, do you have with them or do you have conversations with them about this stuff and, and try, trying to equip them with what they need to, like you said, just make it home? Like, I have to. You have to. If yeah. you're not having conversations with your sons and your daughters and your children that are, you know, traveling out here in this world without you, you're making a mistake. Like, yeah. you have to. Because... Yeah. You know, like I said, you know, my, my sons, I, I, I was joking, you know, when I said, you know, he's a stupid kid, he's not a stupid kid, but he he's oblivious to right. the yeah. things that are going on around him. So I have to keep him aware. I have to keep him on his toes. I have to make sure that he understands that it's real dangers out here. And it's not just the people that look like you and move like you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be careful. And I get it, you know, know your rights and all that stuff, but know your rights when I get there. Shut the hell up until I get there. Lay your ass down. Do what they tell you to do because it's going to be hell to pay if, if my baby get hurt out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I have to I have to drive that home regularly with my yeah. sons. I'm raising little black boys. You know what I'm saying? That's going to grow up to be black men. Yeah. And they gonna grow up if I got anything to do with it. You know what I'm saying? And it's and and I have to make them aware that there is people out there that don't want to see you grow up for no reason other than you are who you are. You look like what you look like. And you know, I have to make them understand that. I'm hard on my children about that. I talk to my children daily. Like my sons know when you get out that building, you better call my phone. I need to know if I don't hear from you by a certain amount of time, I'm coming up there. Yeah. Because I need to put eyes on my child. I need to make sure that my child is all right. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't just the police. It's other kids yeah. that, you know, don't have no guidance. And that, you know, the, the world has made children and just people in general so scary. And so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a lot it's of... just like, we just turned into a bunch of pumps. Like, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Everything is just, you know... Everything is just so watered down for them now. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like they they not in touch with reality anymore. Yeah, I, I and think it's, it's all, you know, internet, like prime what we was talking about, the whole um crate thing. You know what I'm saying? Everything is internet. Everything is internet. Like literally, I picked my kids from school and I, I pulled to the side of the road and watched a bunch of young men build this whole <laughs> Olympic <laughs> trial thing. And like actually try to run across it and fall and all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm like, there these, these kids are really crazy. Like, you know, your head is stuck in the in the, in the phone and yeah. in these electronics. And you know, I have to keep my children aware that the world is bigger than that phone in the palm of your hand. It's more dangerous than that. Like, you know what I'm saying? That people are out here with the intention of hurting you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to drive that point home to your kids, even even young, young girls. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just young black boys anymore. Like, right. yeah. we got black women that's, you know, being brutalized and, 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 you know, things happening to them out there in the streets. And we got to make them aware, too. You know, yeah. 
fortunately and unfortunately for me, I don't have any biological daughters, but I do have a stepchild who's 20 years old in college. And you know what I'm saying? She moving around and she was kind of green until, you know, she came around me. Cause I'm like, listen, that ain't reality, baby. It's, it's, it's situations out here where people would try to hurt you. Right. And she's not, you know, you, you, you out here and you moving around in the world and you oblivious to the things that's going on. You mess around and be in Mexico, being sold. You better pay attention. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So get it together. Like, you know, I have to keep my children on their toes, even if it seems harsh to them sometimes, because I'm very strict. Like I don't allow my children in certain places, certain times. And you know what I'm saying? And they want to go, they want to do, they want to be with their friends, but you just can't because... I can't you your friends ain't going in that casket with you when that when that when something terrible happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's you know, kinda how you gotta be, like you said. Okay, yeah. Mike said he had to step away for a second. He'll be uh, back with us in a few minutes. He um had a serious situation to handle. Um, so I told him to flush and wash his hands when he was finished. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing now, nah, but uh <laughs> <laughs> Sound the bike though, but yeah, man. Uh, parenting is, uh, um, you know, is, is a full time job. It's something that I've seen, like I said, that I've seen you grow into, um, and, and um, to to a degree of success that that I can honestly say that I'm proud of. And I want to talk to you um, a little bit about like um, the 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 aspect of co parenting because. The, the reason I like I say I like this show now you get into something <laughs> see, well and, and that's why I say I like to be solution based because I see a lot of people do it wrong you know what I'm saying like I mean and it's like I did it's it wrong a tough for thing. a long time you know it's a tough thing to get it's not an easy thing so I'm not you know getting on anybody but I mean when you see it you know and I mean you know it's tough so but um what's the biggest thing that you know uh or the the biggest uh um the rule or the 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 biggest you know uh, i'm trying to think out a word it like the, the the thing that makes co-parenting work for you in in the way that you're doing it um so okay let me tell you what i've learned from there co-parenting the biggest lesson that i learned is knowing your partner before you have kids okay because if you don't take time to see how a person grew up, what that person's family values are, what their religious preferences are, and all of those things, um, that will eliminate a lot of the headache in co-parenting. You, you know what I'm saying? And jumping into relationships with people because they look good to you, and you know what I'm saying? You think they got it going on at the time, and then you got you know you bring children into it, and then you're miserable. You know what I'm saying? And you realize that it don't work. And then you fighting for custody and you got somebody over here raising this, raising the kid this way. And then you raising your kid this way. And then every time your kid come home, you got to retrain your kid to the way, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's not easy. So you, you, you really, I encourage anybody that doesn't already have children or is not married and, you know, having children or whatever to know who you land down with, like know that person, like for real. Yeah. Because it's it, it'll save you a whole lot of heartache, a whole lot of you know trauma for your children, and and things like that when you know who you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, for me personally, the biggest 
thing that I faced with my children is just trying to parent my way and my way only. Um, and just not really being open to hearing someone else's suggestion about how I should be parenting my children. And um, as far as their biological father, um, we're in a good place. You know what I'm saying? And we weren't always in that place. And, you know, he stepped up a lot to where he, you know, he's regular, a regular presence in his children's life and he does what's necessary. Um, which is a help, especially when you move on and you you start to kind of combine your homes with other people and things like that. Um, and you get, you know, those bonus parents and all that kind of, you know, fancy names they call step parents now. Right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, for my husband, it's been a different experience for him and I, just because he's not their biological father. Mm-hmm. And for his children, I'm not their biological mother. So you have that outside input that sometimes ain't needed or wanted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's 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 a difficult um it's a difficult place to navigate through because it, you have to be conscious of those other people. Right. And it's like you have to be respectful of their place in their children's lives. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, the the it takes some getting used to to have to consider someone else's opinion when you're trying to do things with your children or your household and you're trying to move like you know we going out of town and it's just like oh well make sure it's okay with you know their mom that you know they can go and that she don't have nothing planned for them and you know what I'm saying and just kind of shifting your plans and incorporating other people into your life cycle is it can be difficult and you know I always try to just remind my children and myself that we have to be respectful of this other person who might not have been there during the creation phase, but is there now and is very much involved in your life. You know what I'm saying? And just, you know, respecting that the way that person was raised might not look like the way I was raised. So they might not interpret certain things the way I interpret them. And, you know, just kind of trying to be be aware that that other person matters. You know what I'm saying? Right. And not kind of shutting them out in the decision-making processes and things like that. Like, I, I've gotten good at talking with my husband and their father mm-hmm. about things that are going on with the children. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And just kind of making sure that everybody understands what's happening. Right, and right. when you when you lack that or when there's a break in communication with the other parents and things like that, it's the, the situation can get really difficult. And kids right. are kids are resilient, but kids are treacherous on, yeah, on be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they can be manipulative in those situations. Yeah, like they, they can be. I know just personally speaking, my children they was running them up for a minute. And I was just kind of like on the side, like, yo, what the hell is happening? Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? This, these ain't the kids I raised. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where mm. does disrespect come from? Where does kind of stuff come from? But it's just like, they get it in their head. Like, you know, you're not my dad. You're not my mom or, or whatever the case is. And they don't 
kids want what they want. You know, some yeah, kids yeah. want to yeah. see their parents together. They want to see their parents, you know, they don't see all the horrible things that went on behind the closed doors because we protected them from that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, they want to see their parents together. They want to see them successful and it ain't going to be that way. And yeah. they, they don't want that. So, you know, it's just in just being aware all the time and, and just keeping that person, keeping the level of respect for that person visible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds exhausting. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> it, can no, be. it can be. It can be. As I'm listening to Daphne, I was like, ooh, that, that is so heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, it's, but I mean, but it's, uh, you know, the reward of it is definitely worth it. But I mean, like what you spoke to, I think, I think speaks to a lot of, you know, what I was saying about the selection process, about knowing who you're getting involved with. And that's something that uh, we as a community lost for a long time. And so it, it leaves a lot of people in situations, like you said, people get involved with somebody and have a baby. Like, you'd be surprised how many people I've talked to, and I'm sure you guys have too, that, you know, they have a, a child with somebody and they'd be like, oh, I don't want that person to know where I live because they crazy. I don't want that person to this and that because they crazy. Mm-hmm. But you laid down with this person. You made another human being. You tied yourself to this person for 18 years. And I mean, everybody- No, makes not 18 years. You tied that Emma. yourself to that person for life. Life, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't Emma. stop when a kid turn 18. Well, I mean, yeah, I got that's a, true. I got a 20-year-old daughter right now that just came in here and raided us last night. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like real talk, man. College life get real. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you know, it's like even if she wasn't in school, I would still do for my baby. Like that's my baby. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm not yeah. going. I don't care if she's 18 or 25. Like you know what I'm saying? That's still my baby. If she need me, I'm gonna come. Yeah, yeah. And that's that. Uh, I think you know that's something that came from the way we all were raised. You know, in our family. Mm-hmm. You know, dynamic. Yeah. And so. Yeah, like I said, man, it's dope to see the person that you become from, uh, <laughs> you know. The mean, evil little person. Well, no, not even. Because <laughs> you weren't always mean and evil. No, I'm just playing. No, you weren't the mean and evil. You had a streak in you, though. Like, it was, you know, you had, and, uh, you know, you're always smart. And so, like you said, you always had, like, uh, you know, um, uh, your wit and your, you had a sharp tongue. And I think, and Aisha has spoken to, like, the women, you know, um, women cultivating that part of their personality more, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the ability to damage people more verbally than anything. And, you know, yeah, like I mean, you it's say, not you because can take it down with the words, you know? Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're cunning. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the tool that yeah. God gave us. Yeah. Yeah. That's how she puts it. Yeah. And I mean, it's true. It's true. You know? Um, so <laughs> about both of y'all personally, I know. No, nah, I'm just not, nah, but uh <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man, I'm super sharp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay stay on your P's and your Q's. But uh <laughs> but yeah, man, uh this has been an amazing conversation. I always enjoy talking to you, man. I'm uh, you know, uh the whole pandemic and stuff has put us in a situation where we haven't been able to really you know, get together, have the yeah. you know, gatherings and stuff that we usually do, or just sit and chat, you know, like we used to. Like I said, you know, uh, you and um, and Kiki are the closest to sisters that I had, so I always, you know, appreciate the time that we're able to, you know, have those heart-to-hearts and things like that. And I uh, thank you so much for coming and joining us today and talking to us a little bit about your life. And hopefully, hopefully somebody, uh, you know, was able to gain something from, you know, your situations and how you were able to persevere through adversity. 
you know, so it's it's a blessing, man. I'm so glad that you are where you are, that you're learning what you're learning and that you're working it out with a positive attitude and and and, and just being being dope. I, tell, I always tell people one of the reasons I do this show is just to get people on here I admire and tell them why. And so I don't think it's too many people in this world that I admire more than Daphne Barnes. And that's, and that's real, you know. Briscoe. Briscoe. I always said, I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me because I know if, if Rob was high dating. Look, he saw the flyer. He was like, oh, oh, so we, we going back to Bonds now? I, I like, did. I did on the flyer too, didn't I? Oh, yeah, you did. Why you had to say something? I would have changed it. Oh, man. You know. It's cool. It's cool. It's Tell cool. him that's on me. That's on me. I apologize. I owe him a grill. I get him a grill. But. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, man. Uh, but Daphne Briscoe, I'm sorry, and I'm I'm gonna change the flyer too. That's my bad. Oh, uh, so why ain't say something? <laughs> East used to be my quality control. I don't, it's, it's, you know. Remember, I used to send you the flyers. Yeah, uh, beforehand, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and she'd be like, "No, you gotta change that. You gotta change that." And now look how I'm blaming somebody else for it because I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like how you did that. Ain't got nothing to do with her. Like it was all my mistake, and uh, my apologies though. But it's like you didn't you didn't go to the wedding. No, you didn't go to the wedding. Right, yeah, I did. <laughs> I was, I was hey, definitely there. Right, right, yeah. But um, but yeah, man, Daphne Briscoe. I apologize, but uh, but yeah. Uh, so I'm glad that we were able to have this conversation and just talk a little bit about something that I think people need to hear more about because you know you see people dealing with things and and it's tough uh, because I feel like I learned a lot through my process, like when my father passed and. Uh, and you know grandma and dealing with you know those things uh you know um loss is such a powerful thing like i say everybody grieves in their own way but if you um another thing that you said that i completely agree with is that everything is a learning situation you know if you look at everything as a learning process you minimize your regrets and so mm -hmm. i try to learn try to pick up the lesson and i think that you're you know extremely proficient at that too at gaining the lesson from these situations. And that's why, you know, I was asking you so much, you know, what it taught you and stuff like that. Cause it's always profound and I appreciate that. But yeah, I'm, I, I, you know, you learn a lot from it and uh, you know, it's just, uh, there's a wealth of information in that. And so I, that's why I wanted to, you know, have you talk a little bit about it too. Cause I feel like people can learn so much, you know and maybe help somebody with what they go and do. So I hope that's what happened this evening. And if it didn't, you know, um, forget all y'all. No, nah, but <laughs> <laughs> if it didn't, you learn some things about death. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Stuff that you didn't know. But man, thank you so much for hanging out with us uh, this evening. Uh, uh, on behalf of myself, Super Dave, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible, uh, our feminine energy, Miss Aisha, uh, our illustrious guest, <laughs> Daphne Briscoe. And, <laughs> and Mike, I don't know what happened to Mike. I think he fell off the bed is what happened. And so he didn't want us to oh, see. Oh, Lord. Um, and so. <laughs> that last swig of Parmesan. The Parmesan. He gets some every Oh, he time. was drinking Parmesan? Okay. That's what he had. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, on behalf of all of us, thank y'all for checking out another episode of Neighbors Livecast. Uh, we'll be back next week with more interviews, more entertainment, more information, and more fun. Take care of yourselves and each other. Have a great week. And uh, yeah, keep grinding. If you're going through something, if you're going through grief, Daphne said, get help. Don't don't try to do it by yourself. Reach yeah, out. Call on your village. Call on your village. Yeah. And if you don't have a village, it's also people you can call on. I wrote down a phone number somewhere. Oh yeah, the uh, the national helpline. 
it's for a lot of different things, but they also have grief counselors and things like that on hand. So if you're going through stuff and you need that village and you don't have it, they have people there to talk to. The number is 1-800-662-HELP. 1-800-662-4357. Reach out to somebody. Inbox us here at the show. We'll come to your house and talk to you. We might not. That might have been. I might have jumped out there a little bit. But yeah, we're not going to do the pandemic. David will do that. I, well, maybe I won't either. That's why I had to pull it back because I'm like, wait, because if you cough one time, we'll send you a Zoom link. We'll send, we'll send you the Zoom. We'll send you the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to take Mike's place. He's done. He's out. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> all right, y'all. Have a great week, man. I love all you guys. Daphne, thank you so much. Ish, it's always a pleasure. Love you. <laughs> Night. <laughs>